everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing, Jay? Much warmer today, thank you. I'm caffeinated. Yeah. yeah. Ready uh, to go. I am uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Today is vaccine shot number two day for me. Good for you. Mine is in five days, I think. Let me know how that goes. Hopefully, it'll be... I've, I've, I've basically blocked off all of tomorrow to be dead to the world. Yeah, good for you. But I'm well, not I'm good for you so, to be dead for the I'm world. I'm so excited yeah. to to get this second shot done. And a little uh, light at the end of the tunnel, hey, my friend. Exactly, very much so. Um, before we get into this week's um, deep dive guest interview, we just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you so much for all you do to support us, and of course to our paid sponsors bandzoogle.com built by musicians for musicians bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and epk for your music bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world from weekend warriors to grammy winners all the features you need for a professional website are already built in including hosting and a custom domain name dozens of fully customizable design templates Tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. We put together a great offer for our listeners. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days. And when you register, use the promo code. This is all one word now, Music Biz Weekly, and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, thank you to discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell online or at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. We've got a great offer from Disc Makers here for you. Head over to discmakers.com place an order for a hundred or more CDs. And when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So who's joining us this week, Jay? Well, we have a couple of interesting guests today. You and I talk about data all the time and how important it is for uh, new developing artists to know what's going on with their socials and with what playlists are being added to and taken off of and all of just this data is so important today. And, and we have two people, we have Michelle and we have Rutger from chart metric joining us to talk about chart metric and different data sets that you can look at and how it might be able to help you. Yeah. So uh, give it a listen. We talk about, uh, a, actually, it sounds like it's a brand new offer, an artist level reporting that's very affordable for the individual artists. So check it out, chart metric, and we'll see you at the end. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today, we are joined by Rutger Rosenberg. 
uh, digital strategy lead for Chartmetric, which Michael and I use and talk about pretty frequently. Um, and if you don't know about Chartmetric, it's an awesome platform that has current and historical data across you know, 25 data sources like DSPs and socials, 2 million artists that they're tracking, 1.2 million playlists, and about 1,000 radio stations. Uh, so Rutger, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to come and chat with us. Yeah, thank you. Um, we have Michelle here too, who is our business intelligence analyst. Michelle, welcome. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't get your intro in, but you're, it's great to see you as well. So let's, let's, let's kick it off. For those who haven't played with Chartmetric, um, I would love for you to kind of like explain it like you were talking to your mom. You know what I mean? Not, nothing against your mom. Maybe let's use my mom. Uh, <laughs> someone who doesn't know about data analytics dig myself out of that hole um, because with like I've been using chart metric for a long time I first met Sung Cho I think in 2016 and we started kind of talking about uh, chart metric and it's grown so much in you know since that time but tell me about your role and tell me about like what is chart metric why should people care Michelle do you have a good way of uh, explaining chart metric to your mom <laughs> <laughs> um they're a bit longer so maybe you want to go ahead with this uh i would say um so to put it in simplest terms i guess it's just a way of gathering all the data that um is accumulated from streaming and social media sources putting it all in one place so you can track the artists that you or tracks that you care about and um, sort of monitor their performance day to day or week to week or month to month, whatever the time frame may be for you. Um, but it is pretty oriented toward the industry. Um, so I don't know how much, you know, our parents are going to be using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom was asking about trigger cities. So, you know, maybe I should get her a, her a your, your mom wants to know what playlist she's on. Yeah, you know, it, I, I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest things about chart metric. It does, you know, it's kind of like the cockpit of a jet in the sense that there's a lot of things that you can do with it. But, you know, for those who aren't maybe super technically savvy, one of the great things is you can kind of get a sense what playlists are you being added to? What are you being taken off of? What position are you in? How many people are, you know, following that playlist? And that's really valuable to kind of take a look at the music that you're releasing and get a sense of who your audience is, right? Yeah, definitely. And that's something that we try to stress because um, I think a lot of people get confused and think chart metric is a way to like track your stream counts, um, which is really the function of like Spotify for artists or Apple Music for artists. And what we really try to provide is what's called market intelligence. So essentially we're taking public market data to help people in the industry understand how artists are doing from a market level. So how, you know, how audiences are engaging, um, how, certain countries or cities are engaging with music um, 
and that's sort of what Trigger Cities is a good <laughs> representation of, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and, and we'll dig into some of those, some of the functionality in a second, but I, I would love to know what, you know, for, for you and Michelle, like, what are your backgrounds and what do you do at, at Chartmetric? Go for it, Michelle. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, initially interned at Chartmetric um, when I was still studying at NYU. Um, and I have a background in psychology, actually. I was not in the music business program at NYU. Um, but yeah, I, I took a minor in entertainment business and was trying to find a way to cross everything over. Um, and I kind of landed at Chartmetric. Um, so that's how I got there. And then now I sit on the same team as Rucker uh, on the insights team. Uh, my title is business intelligence analyst, but it's more about the team. And um, we basically do a lot of research analysis, um, do a lot of data pulls um, for consulting clients um, and just try to translate essentially uh, the data into more actionable insights and sometimes more digestible insights um, for the rest of the industry. What about you, Rutger? Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been in music from like the creative side of things since I was little, like, awesome. you know, high school bands and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I went to college, so that sort of took a back seat, and I studied things that were totally unrelated to music, um, like, you know, English literature and uh, neuroscience, which is also in the psychology department. Yeah. Um, but that's where I sort of got my first taste of data and research. Um, so I graduated, and I was like a touring musician for like six years or so. And then oh, I got, awesome. a, I got a real job. Uh, <laughs> got tired of eating top ramen. Yeah. And Taco Bell. <laughs> there you um, go. But yeah. So, but it all sort of came together, like the data research part and also the cr more creative aspect um, at Chartmetric. And I've been here for about two years now. And like Michelle said, um, so we're part of the insights team. So our product team essentially, which is mostly located in like the Bay area, they handle, you know, they make the product actually work. So yeah. they're much more, you know, capable of, of more complex stuff than we are. Um, and we try to sort of communicate what they have built and why data analytics can be beneficial for especially now in the streaming era because yeah there's just millions and millions of data points being generated mm -hmm. every single day from all kinds of different platforms so we do that in a number of different ways you know we have our own podcast that we run yeah. uh, we have a blog where we publish studies um like this uh trigger cities study that we published as well. Um, and, and we also have started a sort of consulting wing for more custom data requests that companies might have that they might not necessarily be able to get from the chart metric dashboard itself. We kind of step in to like be able to provide that sort of more customized view of the data. Yeah, I think that's really important today 
um, you know, we, we have a, a joke that, you know, an, an idiot is someone who doesn't know what you just found out. And that's certainly true sometimes in the music industry around data, because, you know, there's so much data out there. And I think what, what Michael and I try to do as marketing people working with clients is to make it actionable. And I think if you can have that consulting too, where you're explaining to people, yeah, here's a lot of data and this is how you can use it um, in your business. One of the things that surprises me sometimes is when I talk to people about the different ways that they use chart metric, totally different than how I use it. You know, there's some people who are looking at it um, for A&R purposes to see what's, what's the next big thing. You know, maybe they work in an A&R department and they're looking for new talent that's starting to take off, um, which that's not what I do. So that doesn't really interest me. What, what I love is being able to, well, I'll give you an example. One thing that Michael and I talk about quite a bit is this new challenge of people using bots and spin farms to jack up their numbers. And one of the ways that we use Chartmetric is to kind of get a sense of, well, is there real engagement surrounding these new spins? And it's pretty easy to see when someone's trying to game the system. I was, I was looking at this thing uh, and I'd love to hear your comments on it. I was looking at an artist uh, a couple of weeks ago where it was chugging along at you know 10,000-ish kind of plays. And then all of a sudden for five days straight, it went up to about 100,000 and change, 100,000 and change. And then all of a sudden dropped back down to its normal pattern. And when I just kind of looked over the, you know, the dashboard on chart metric, there was really no increased engagement and there wasn't really any reason for that to happen. Is that part of your um, conversations or workflow? Um, just that. And then also in a more general sense for both of you, what are ways that people use chart metric? Go ahead, Rocky. Um, so on the sort of like uh, stream bot front, we have had people um, and people will do this. They'll publish like a YouTube video or something that demonstrating themselves sort of figuring out what playlists might um, be sort of, I don't know, artificial in some sense. Uh, maybe they're like, um, they're charging for uh, like a pay to play scheme essentially. Yeah. And you can tell by the engagement numbers. Um, so we have seen that as a company, we try to sort of stay neutral. So we're not gonna like say, this is what you should look for, for, um, you know, uh, stream farms or like uh, fake playlists or anything like that. But, you know, it does happen. Uh, and like you mentioned, one of the things that you can look at is like engagement across different uh, platforms or different metrics. Like if you just have an anomalous bump or a spike um, and nothing else seems to be related to that at all, it's probably a pretty good indicator that something is kind of weird or fishy. Um, all that to say, I do think the sort of streaming manipulation problem is a bit 
overblown in terms of like the scale of it compared to like the legit legitimacy of a lot of the streams that are happening but it does happen um so as long as you're like aware that engagement across different platforms is more important than just like a single spike on a single yeah. platform then i think that will help you a lot but i think michelle probably has a better insight into how customers use uh our platform in different ways um yeah we sometimes do some reporting um, when we have requests and then also um, tend to do a lot of demos uh, just for new users, but also for universities as we're trying to get students into this as well, um, if they find it interesting. Um, so a lot of the times uh, I see people interested in co any comparison features, um, anything like neighboring artists or the compare tool that we have, um, anything that can show uh, between artists, if there are any differences for like marketing campaigns um, or other activations, uh, as well as um, we include a lot of like events or release um, kind of tags along the bottom lines of graphs um, to be able to show um, any bumps in numbers uh, and any other developments that way. Um, so there's that side, which is like the more marketing side that you mentioned. And then there is a lot of ANR. We have an ANR dashboard. Um, and then we are also looking into doing kind of projections and predictions. Um, that's kind of one of uh, the more data heavy sides um, that we're also developing. Um, so those are kind of two main areas, but you know, we have TV sync uh, for publishing as well. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot on the platform and there are many different ways to use it. So we also try to uh, create videos and do demos um, to help people out with their particular issues. So one of the, the, the big things Jay and I have always talked about when it comes to data, especially for indie artists, DIY artists, artists that, that don't have a dedicated team around them is there's so much data out there. Every platform streaming platform, social media platform, you know, your website, everybody's got data. And, and to some extent, it overwhelms the, the average artist of like, I don't know what I should be looking at, what I should be doing with this. And unfortunately, it seems like the end result is they just walk away and don't even pay attention to it then, you know. Um, one of the, the beautiful things about Chartmetric is you encapsulate a lot of that data into one dashboard for the artist. So I'm, I'm looking at an artist right now in Chartmetric, and, and I'd love to have you kind of briefly walk through each of these sections, but you know, you've got the about section of the artist, social data, audience data, playlists, airplay, TV, charts, tracks, and events. Can you walk us and, and a new artist who's not familiar with Chartmetric through each of these really quickly as to what data is being pulled in and, and, and how it could be used? Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned before, um, again, this is going to be like public market data. Um, so we track Spotify monthly listeners, for example. Um, and you'll see this sort of like social stats section right below like the about section that mm -hmm. you were talking about. 
that will be super, and this is customizable, by the way, you can choose what charts you want to see. Because uh, there are a lot, there are like 25 or more, I think. Um, but that's super useful to see how you're um, faring across multiple metrics. Um, so you can sort of, we have a feature called chart sync where you can mouse over one chart and it'll sort of automatically mouse over the other charts as well. So you can see if there's any correlation in terms of like how you're doing on Instagram is that sort of, does that have follow on effects on Spotify um, in terms of monthly listeners or your Pandora streams or whatever the metric um, might be? Below that, I believe we have uh, neighboring artists, correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, but basically um, you can see sort of artists that are similar to you, both in terms of just peer metrics. Um, so this is an, if you're like a, a hip hop artist, you can see like the country artist that is, uh, that has the same amount of Spotify monthly listeners, for instance. Um, so if you're looking for like a crossover, I don't know, collaboration your level. Yeah, well, that, that, or, that, that can be also very useful for advertising campaigns where you're trying to target fans of another audience yeah definitely for sure and even if like you want to sort of see what other artists are doing um in your sort of similar career stage uh you can use that where that. where do you how do you determine um a neighboring artist is is that you know because if you go into Spotify, you'll see, oh, here's related artists. But a lot of times that's not too accurate. Bands in town has a similar sort of thing. Where are you guys, how are you determining this should be a neighboring artist? So we're doing it just based on the data. So like what, um, you know, what artists have are in the same grouping in terms of, Spotify monthly listeners or Spotify followers or whatever that might be. And you can also toggle a genre cluster uh, button that will show you uh, in terms of metrics and in terms of genre tags, what artists are in the same sort of bracket as you. So it's, it's based on performance data okay essentially. good and, and and that's good because i was hoping you weren't going to say oh yeah we just pull in spotify's related artists and and i was like oh, like i said sometimes that data is way off yeah and that that can that's probably because it's based on what listeners are listening to and they're you know running the gamut so yeah. it can be wildly off or it can be right on target depending on what listeners are doing yeah. Um, the, the audience, the audience section here, um, is, is that going to give your demographics basically where your, where your audience is located throughout the world, who makes up that audience? Yeah, essentially. Um, and we have it for, I think, Instagram, uh, TikTok and YouTube as well. Um, although I will say that YouTube depends, um, it's a separate link to the artist made YouTube channel. So usually we only have that YouTube demographic data um, 
for the kind of top artists in the world, or at least it's more accurate for those artists because we have an additional data source for them. It's YouTube charts. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, because music is, it's global, it's borderless now. Um, the demographic sections help to show uh, where your audience might be, where the audience, or maybe where the audience that you should be reaching already is, um, and hopefully kind of helping to facilitate um, means for artists to, to get to those audiences because they may not be in your neighborhood anymore, you know, next door to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. What what I love, uh, you know, one of the many things I love about Chartmetric, and I'm looking at it now, is um, you have bands in town trackers, and a lot of people don't know that they can message their bands in town trackers for free anytime they want, and they can target like competitive artists like the ones you just mentioned, you know, and those neighboring artists, they can target them for like five cents an email, and. I, people are surprised sometimes when they learn how many trackers that they have. So I think that one's really interesting. I love that you have Twitch on there. I've got a couple of artists that are doing really well growing their audience on, on Twitch. But I think the, the bottom line is one of the things I wanted to point out is you guys put this little R for a release, you know, down on, you know, on some of these charts. So you can kind of see, okay, I released music on this date. And then you can kind of see the corresponding spikes or the trends and things like that. And I find that really, really helpful. What, what other kind of um, functionality do people tell you that they like to use, especially, you know, like new developing artists, how do you, how do you see them, using chart metric you have an idea of that michelle um you, go ahead i'm thinking a couple things um i would say a lot of a lot of what artists especially are interested are that audience section that you that we were talking about before they're really sort of interested in where and who is my audience essentially. Um, so it's a lot more demographic based, tends to be more interesting to artists. Because uh, obviously with like Spotify for artists and Apple Music for artists, they have, there's some of that as well. Um, but I think it's important to take that in relation to um, all these other sort of social charts that you have. So uh, as Michelle was alluding to, like not only who my, art, who my audience is now, but who they should be or like where I should be reaching. Um, those things are super important, especially on a cross-platform basis. Uh, a lot of artists might only focus on one platform and that's fine but maybe they don't know that they're popping off on another platform in a particular market and maybe they could sort of tailor their marketing a little bit more toward that. Um, and on a related note to that, we actually do have an artist tier that is at a cheaper price point than the premium tier. Um, so we're trying to sort of make chart metric a little bit more accessible to artists. Oh, that's great. And we'll, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you about because that's great. you can, you can use some of it for free, 
You can basically track five artists for free. Um, but the premium tier is $140 a month, correct? Yeah. So what, what is the artist tier and how does a, an artist access that tier? So it's essentially uh, like the premium experience for yourself. Just one artist. Yeah. So you can subscribe to whatever artist you want to track. Maybe you're a manager who only manages one artist, Um, but you subscribe to one artist and you can see all of the premium features for that artist. Right. And then you can also still see like the, all the free uh, features for every other artist, but it's really honing in on the, that single sort of artist look and that's uh $20 a month. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. So and and I guess the the question there is, oh, all right, I see. So if I go to the upgrade to chart metric premium, there's a link that says are you an artist? Right. Click here. There we go. All right, introducing the artist here, $20 a month. Yeah. Very nice. That's we'll, really great. We'll be making a more public announcement um about it in the coming months um but for now we're just slowly rolling it out i think that's important because data is just so imperative for for artists today um so much of the business is digital so much of it's trackable and it goes beyond just knowing what your social footprint is. You know, one of the things that I think is Chartmetrics strength is showing me trends. You know, how, how am I doing in this release cycle? Are things improving? Do I have engagement? Is my audience growing? Are there any spikes? And if there are, you know, this sounds pedantic. We want to do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Right. So I like looking at those spikes and going, wow, this this Instagram thing really hit. Um, Let's do more of that. So I think that uh, to put a finer point on just what you were saying, given uh, a lower price tier to bring in more people, then as they grow and, you know, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll they'll turn other people on to it. But the bottom line is that this data is is really important to to run your business. Yeah, definitely. One thing I forgot to mention is that um, besides the audience demographics, playlisting is also a huge feature that artists use, obviously, because not only can you see the playlist that you are added to, but you can see the playlist that you want to target. So the playlist you want to be added to both non-editorial and also editorial playlists. Um, So that is really, really crucial for artists these days, obviously. Yeah. Now, a a quick question. Um, Can you sign up for like the artist here if you're not the artist, if you're not managing it? I mean, are are you trying to verify that it's only the artist and their team that's getting in to see all this deep data? If you're a super fan and you just want to subscribe to your favorite artist to check out their data, you're more than welcome. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is web-based only, right? You don't have apps? No, they have an app. Is there an app? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. We do do have an app. Yeah. I think it's, 
It's on the App Store now, um, and we were going through a refresh on the Google Play Store, um, so that should be back shortly. But yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and as for reporting, because that's the other big thing that, that lots of artists have issues with when it comes to data is, all right, I can go in here and look at it, but I forgot to look at it. I don't have time to go look at it. What sort of automated email reports do you offer so the artist can just wake up every Monday morning and go, here's my chart metric report? Go ahead, Roger. Huh. Yeah, we, we do have um, email reports, so you can have automated scheduled um, email reports sent to you. Um, we also have a report function, it's more manual, but on the yeah. front end. But yeah, there are, there are both of those options. So if you want to export just a PDF and just like a rundown of, you know, overall metrics from a certain time period, you can do that. And if you want like a sort of constant update, um, you can do that too in your account settings. Yeah, I, I have a weekly report that drops off usually on the weekends um, that, you know, all of our artists and it, it gives us a quick little rundown that we can just scan over because, you know, everybody's busy. Like Mike said, you know, it's, you might not get a chance to get in there uh, when you want to. So tell us a little bit about where can people learn more about Chartmetric? Um, I, I love your, um, you know, your reports that you send out every six months. You know, you've got a really great blog. I listen to the podcast. I think it's really good. Um, where can people learn more about it and sign up? Um, I'm going to plug Rucker a bit here because he started a Emerge YouTube channel series. Um, so it's on our YouTube channel, sorry, um, and the series is called Emerge. Uh, it's primarily, correct me if I'm wrong, Rucker, aimed at uh, more indie artists uh, to help them understand the data because we understand that it can be pretty overwhelming, especially as we add more yeah. sources onto Chartmetric as well. Uh, so we want to make sure that, you know, as you mentioned, um, people can definitely make use of it instead of just subscribing and then going, like, what do I do with this? Um, so there's Thanks, that. Michelle, what, what was yeah. that called again? It's on YouTube? Yeah, um, it's what? on our YouTube channel. Um, and then the, the chart metric YouTube channel, the chart metric YouTube channel, and the series is called Emerge. So you just great. see it on titles. Yeah, Emerge. That's great. And I imagine you guys are on Facebook, Twitter, or um, people can follow you on socials as well. Yeah, we have all the socials. Uh, you can check out our blog at blog.chartmetric.com. And that We'll sort of show you the podcast um, yeah. as well. Uh, and we, if you subscribe, like we'll send our six month report as well once we publish it. Awesome. A couple awesome. Rudger, Michelle, thank you guys so much for coming on and explaining that. It's, I love Chartmetric, I use it every day. I encourage uh, you know my clients to take a look at it. Um, so, thanks again for explaining all of that for our listeners. We really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All both. right, you guys. Take care. Take care. Discmakers.com. Use code FreeBiz for ground shipping on CD orders of a hundred units or more, a hundred and fifty dollar value. Chartmetric. You know, I love data. Yeah, you love you data. Do. We all love data. Yeah, and, and Chartmetric is probably the best 
all in one source to gather all of your data points from various places. I mean, there's a lot of people that have tried to do this, but I don't think anybody's ever gone quite as deep as Chartmetric yeah. goes. Yeah, and it's, it's a great tool. Um, if you haven't used it, um, try that artist, you know, for 20 bucks a month. I, I was going to say, start with the free. You can go in there, oh, there and, you go. And, and completely free, you can, you can track up to five artists. You won't get all reports, but you'll get enough that you'll see what's available. And then to your point, Jay, if you're just a single artist or a manager with one, one artist that you're working with, take the $20 a month. That's that alone, 20 bucks a month to aggregate all of your data points is well worth it. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So check so, it out. So um, before we wrap, just a quick shout out to Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you Thanks, so much. Guys. And of course, to our sponsors, bandzoogle.com and discmakers.com. Thank you for sponsoring us week after week we greatly appreciate it you sure do and uh, if you are watching us on youtube hit that subscribe button follow us on spotify subscribe on itunes and we are now available streaming live once a week on twitch as well so over and follow on twitch um that's it everybody we'll see you next week